Psalm 103, if you have your Bibles and would like to turn with me. Psalm 103, and I'm going to read a long time this morning. I know you've been standing a while. We'll get you seated here just shortly. Looking forward, my wife will be bringing information to you tonight uh, for our fasting schedule. Uh, some have jumped the gun and already begun. So um, God bless you for that. We will be starting tomorrow the 40-day leg, leg of the Daniel's Fast, and we'll be picking up um, the 21-day leg of that fast here uh, with the entire congregation later on this month. Looking forward to an exciting time. Amen. Psalm 103, verse number 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Aren't we thankful for that this morning? For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Somebody ought to take a moment and just thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord. Verse 17, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him and His righteousness unto children's children. Verse 20, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm going to preach for a little bit this morning by the help of the Lord, and if you'll help me. I'm, I'm going to try to hold fast to preaching shorter in 2016. There's something for you to pray about. I'm going to preach for a little bit this morning on a blessing for the new year. A blessing for the new year. Let's pray together before you're seated. Father, thank you for your word. I pray today, God, that we're doing more than just standing in a gap of time to speak, Lord, on a Sunday morning. But I pray, God, that your power and anointing rest upon your messenger today, Lord, as I speak what you have laid upon my heart to this congregation. I'm praying, Lord, that your word accomplishes the purpose for which it is sent today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. May God bless you. You can be seated. A blessing for the new year. Now, the very title that I have chosen today captures the attention of this age. Now, I know that as we begin, that our minds are already kicking in gear 
as we begin to look forward to the blessings of the Lord in 2016. I've already heard the chatter. I've seen the social media chatter. I've talked one-on-one to several of you, and, and we have all made the statements of the blessings of the Lord that we can look forward to in 2016. I'm glad that we can have faith and know that God's blessings are upon the church in 2016. I'm thankful that the blessings of the Lord are upon our personal lives in 2016. And we have the confidence and the faith to know that God, as this music team just sang this morning, God is fighting for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So the Lord is on our side. The outcome of 2016 could depend on how we respond on this very first Sunday of the year. Now this is the new this is a new year. This is a new season. This is a we we have moved out of 2015 and into 2016 and I'm discovering that it's so true what I've always heard as as I get older every year seems to go by so much more quickly. I should have gotten a strong amen. The years seem to go by so swiftly and and I wonder what God has in store for us in 2016. What what kind of blessings does the Lord have for us in this new year? But could it be that what the Lord has in store for us in 2016 has everything to do with how we began the new year? Could it be that our response at the very beginning of this year, I know it's Sunday morning and pastors getting up on Sunday morning calling for a response. And, and I know that tradition around here is that Sunday morning is our time to you know, catch the nap that we missed the night before because we stayed up late. But we, we, we got we to gotta turn over a new leaf in 2016. Every service has got to be revival time. Every time we come into the house of the Lord, it's got to be an opportunity for us to be able to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. There ought to be miracle signs and wonders happening every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revival service. Every time we come together in the house of the Lord, every prayer meeting ought to end with somebody receiving a touch from the Lord. And it could be that how we respond at the very beginning, at the onset of this new year is setting the stage for what God is going to do in this new year. Now, I want to lay a little groundwork for this simple thought that I'm bringing to you this morning. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the law of first fruits. Now, when we mention the law of first fruits, the first thought that runs through our mind usually is that pastor is about to preach about tithing and he's going to talk about money and that makes us uncomfortable. But now, I want you to relax a little bit this morning because if God convicts you over finances and over money, then so be it. 
But I have no intention this morning of drawing parallels to finances or to money today. I want to talk to you about the law of the first fruits and how it comes into effect at the beginning of this new year and how that I can stand aside and when we're done this morning you are going to be able to clearly see what God is going to do for you in 2016 is going to depend on the law of first fruits at the beginning of 2016. Now the law of the offering of the first fruits called for the first fruit of every harvest to be sanctified unto the Lord. That word sanctified means to be set apart, to be held as holy, and to be brought unto the Lord. They, they, they couldn't go through the fields and pick out what that they did not want. You know, they, they go to the apple tree and they pick out the bad apple, the one that's got the worm in it, you know. And they pick it and say, well, I wouldn't want this one anyway, so I'll offer this unto the Lord. Not so. The law of first fruits was that they had to go to the tree and they had to look the tree over and it was the first of the harvest and it was the best of the harvest. Everybody say the first and the best. The first and the best of the harvest that had to be picked from uh, from the vine, had to be taken from the field, had to be taken from among the flock. And it was to be set aside and it was held as holy. They couldn't bargain for it. If Farmer Brown came down the road, stopped in and said, I sure like that that bull calf that you have there, I'd, I'd like to do some trading with you on that real nice calf. No, it's not for sale. We're, we're holding this uh, up. We're, we've set this aside, you understand, because it was the firstborn and it was the best. And it it is superior to all of the rest. And, and it's not what's left over at the end. It is the first. It is the beginning. It, it's before I've ever partaken of of the fruit myself, uh, it, it is that very best and it is the first and it has been set aside and it's not for sale. I, they, they couldn't decide, uh, pick among it and say, well, you know, I prefer, I, I prefer, uh, you know, I prefer chickens over bullfrogs. So I'm going to keep uh, all the chickens and I'm going to, uh, instead of giving 10 chickens, uh, instead of giving 10 chickens and 10 bullfrogs, I'll, I'll give 20 bullfrogs. And I'll, 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 I'll keep all the chickens for myself because I, I, they couldn't do that, you see. It didn't matter if it was an apple tree and a pear tree. Uh, they had to pick from each, uh, from each uh, vine. They had to pick from every fruit. They had to pick from every offspring of the flock. And they were to, to choose the best and the first. It was the first egg, not the last egg. Uh, some people have confused it over time, and they have said, well, they took the tenth. We know they count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is all mine. And now if there's a tenth, I'll give it unto the Lord. You see, that's in reverse of the way that the Lord intended it to be. They had to take the first egg. It was the firstborn. It was the first fruit. And they set it aside. And it was an act of faith. This does not belong to me. 
me, it belongs to the Lord. And by my giving of the first, you see, God now is, I am, he sees the faith that I have in the remainder of the harvest. And the first redeems the other nine because otherwise it could all be cursed. If I don't give the first fruit unto the Lord, it could all be spoiled on the vine. If I don't give the first of the field unto the Lord, it could all be spoiled in the field. If I don't give the first of the flock unto the Lord, there is a curse upon all the rest. But by setting that one aside and offering it unto the Lord as a sacrifice, giving it unto God was the, the law of the first fruit. Although this law began in a farming culture, it was put in farming terms, and it was, but it was expected to be carried out in all cultures and all times among all people. It is from this first fruit that we get the law of tithing, as there, the, the word tithe simply means a tenth, but not the final tenth. It is the first fruit. And so from this comes the law of tithing. Now, relax again I'm not preaching about money this morning if God convicts you well so be it but we're going to continue on this morning about the real meaning of the blessing that I want to preach about for 2016 because I got a feeling this morning that before we're done that the reality of what I'm preaching is going to rest on somebody's spirit and somebody in the house today is going to get a grip on what I'm preaching about today and you're going to understand why that it's important that I start out this new year giving God my first and giving God my best knowing that the rest of the year is going to be predicated on how I began this year. Anybody see where we're going this morning? So although this law began in a farming culture, it was for all people in all times. The first fruit was to be offered unto the Lord at the time the increase came. They could not delay it. They could not offer it later. It had to be taken from the field before the harvest was taken. And they would go out and choose the first fruit. There was an estimation there. They would look over the field and they would say, I'm going to take the best out of this field. I see this field, what this field, or I'm going to look at this uh, understanding that I've got I've got 10 cattle that are going to be producing and by faith I'm going to give this 10% and so they came with an estimated value of what they saw that it was going to be here is where relationship between God and man becomes a reality it is this point where God is saying I will not command you to go and give 20 bushels I'll not go and command you to give 15 cattle but what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it up to you and I'm going to judge your faith by how I see you give your first fruits unto the Lord the blessing of God is depending upon how you respond with your first fruits so somebody can say, well, I'm going to look for a way to get around this. You know, I'll use the excuse that I'm not going to be much of a praiser in 2016, not going to be much of a worshiper because it's my personality and the Lord is sitting back saying, it's not about personality. It's about your faith in what I am going to do in your life, in your family, in your personal ministry, in whatever it is that you're seeking God for. You are setting a precedent 
for what I, God, is going to do in your life, in your family, in your future because of how you are responding now. If you choose to cheat on me now, I'm going to be able to withhold in the end from you because you have not shown faith. I can curse the field and it can dry up and it can wither or it can rot. I will. It will all depend upon how you respond now. Let me make a little transition and tell you that sometimes some people wonder, why is my life such a mess? Why is my life such a wreck? Why am I going through the junk I'm going through? Why are my kids going the direction that they go? What in the world is going on in my life? Could it be that we have not we have not accepted the challenge of the first fruits at the very beginning and saying God I'm going to give you my first and I'm going to give you my best knowing that the rest is going to be blessed. I'm going to step into 2016 and I'm going to give you my best praise on a Sunday morning. I'm going to commit to my best worship on this Sunday morning. I'm going to give you, I'm going to commit to you a prayer and fasting and soul winning and reaching the Lord in 2016 I'll give it to you first and if I have any time left over for me I'll enjoy it then and I promise you that when you give God your first and your best the rest will be blessed so the law of first fruits redeemed the 90% of the harvest it redeemed the 90% of the harvest if I understand scripture correctly, and I believe I do in this setting, uh, that the Lord even gives us straight uh, teaching that if we withhold from the Lord and we don't give God what rightfully belongs to Him, that uh, He can put, you know, He'll put holes in your pockets, as my dad used to say. Uh, you can try to withhold it from the Lord. Uh, you can try to keep it back from the Lord. You can use excuses. It's, it's not my personality to clap my hands. It's not my personality to wave my hands. And what you're doing is you are shortchanging your future. I told you I'm going to stay off the whole money theme this morning, but I have to use this in order to draw a parallel because God is expecting more than just robbing Him in tithe and in offerings, but we can rob God in worship that is due Him. And I'm going to prove that in Scripture. I'm going to prove that here in a few minutes to you that you are shutting off the blessings of God when you fail to give Him adequate praise and worship as a sign of first fruit in the beginning then we pout get angry get upset when our family falls apart and when our kids go the wrong direction it is all about the law of first fruits the law of first fruits now must not be confused with the Jewish law of the harvest because it was completely different. You're telling me, Pastor, that God is expecting more from me than just me giving him 10%? Then just let me hold on a minute. Let's stay away from the whole money theme. We go there in our mind, but let me stay in, in, in context of Scripture here. The law of first fruits must not be confused with the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest was in effect when people were to give offerings of what was left over after the harvest. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's what was left over. 
See, some people confuse your first fruits with the offering at the conclusion of the harvest. Here is where God steps into the scene and says, I'm going to draw a parallel for everything that is in your life. I require of you, I don't request it, I require of you the first, the first fruits. I require of you the first egg. I require of you the first ten. But I am leaving the, 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 the gift or the offering of the harvest up to you so the farmer would go into the field and he would look over the field and he would take 10% and he would say this is about 10% of the best of the field and I will take it because I don't want to shortchange my blessing and it lifted the curse off of the other 90% and then they would go into the field and they would begin to harvest but the law of the harvest said that the corners of the fields were to be left over they were to be left to be gleaned by the poor and by by the needy and by it was an offering that was to be given to the people. It was an offering that was to be a blessing to others. You see the law of first fruits must not be confused with the law of the harvest or the law of what was left over, the law of the offering because that was thanking God for the harvest. So they gave the 10% and then they, they went in to harvest the field but they knew before they ever went in the edges and the corners were going to leave for those who are less fortunate, we're going to leave this and it is going to be an offering unto the Lord. You see, let me tell you, that is why that our praise and worship as we enter into the very first opportunity for us to respond in an altar service this morning, we'll have an opportunity to bring our first offering, our first sacrifice of praise, our first worship unto the Lord, our first solemn prayer unto the Lord. You, well, I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a few minutes to respond and and to do that and you're coming and you're bringing unto the Lord I'm going to bring my first fruits I'm going to set this first aside that's why that I choose the first 40 days of the year to give unto the Lord as in prayer and supplication and fasting and I give it unto the Lord because it is the law of the first fruits 12 months in a year the first month and a half we give as unto the Lord to ensure that we are giving God our first and giving God our best I want you to understand understand those of you who want to criticize and say well I don't want to hear you bragging about your fasting I'm just trying to get you to join in and you'll get over your bad spirit now, I'm not bragging about fasting, but I'm trying to lead the congregation in the realm of fasting. But this is why that we began the new year in prayer and fasting. It is a season that before we ever move into March and April and May and November and December of 2016, we're going to set this time aside and say, this is my first fruits. I'm giving God my first. I'm giving God my best. I'm not giving God what's left over. I'm going to set time aside side for prayer. It is an absolute sacrifice that I'm giving before I enjoy the rest of the year. Before I bathe in the blessings for the rest of the year I'm going to give God my first and I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to give God the first 10% on this first Sunday. I want to start out and I want to say God here it is. I want to preach my best today. I want to give my best to you. I want to worship my best today because it's setting a precedent for the remainder of the year. Oh, somebody now give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Lift up your voice to him and magnify him together with me right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Most of us start out the new year wondering, how's God going to bless us? What will God do for us? But today, I want to reverse that script, if I may. We need to ask ourselves, not what is God going to do for me in 2016, but what can I do for Him in 2016? Not what am I having to give up, but I, what can I give up? To set the stage for 2016. What can I submit to the Lord? What can I commit to the Lord? What can I sanctify unto the Lord? What can I give to Him? Can I offer the first fruits of my worship? On this first Sunday morning, the scripture says it like this. He inhabits the praises of His people. That means he lives in, he dwells in. So I think it's a good thing to know that if we want God to inhabit, thank you, inhabit our, our, our meeting and our gathering, uh, we need to know of a surety that God, that God is on the scene because we've created an environment on this first Sunday morning as a precedent for the remainder of this year. God, I'm going to worship you this morning and create an environment for you to move in. I'm going to praise you this morning. I'm going to pray to you this morning. I'm going to talk to you this morning. I'm going to commit some things to you this morning because it is a precedent for the remainder of this year. If I start now, I know what you're going to do the rest of the year. I'll build the atmosphere here. I will create the opportunity now for you to show up in my praise. Well, I don't know about what you're preaching this morning, Pastor. Well, let's see if you worry about this. God is worthy of our praise and worship. David declares God is worthy to be praised. <laughs> so what are you missing? And what are, what are we missing if we fail to give God what he is already worthy of? It's not about what I'm going to get out of 2016. Because if we approach this, when I gave my title this morning, somebody may have said, man, my heart leapt inside me. I was feeling like, whoo, pastor's going to tell me I got blessings coming. I am. I'm telling you, you got blessings coming, but the blessing you have coming is depending on the blessing that you're going to give. Because I'm not talking about the Lord blessing us. I'm talking about us blessing the Lord. I'm talking about my praise blessing Him. I'm talking about my worship blessing Him. I'm coming on this first Sunday. I'm not asking you, Lord, for anything. I've got a bad knee. I got a bad back. I got pain running down my left leg. I'm dealing with all kind of physical pain. But God, I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'll offer to you a sacrifice of praise. I'll offer to you a sacrifice of worship. It's not about me. It's about you. You're worthy to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. David says he's worthy. The Bible says he's worthy. Why don't we just let him know, God, you're worthy. I'm not giving anything up that you don't already deserve. You're worthy of my praise.
John the Revelator in Revelation chapter 5 declares worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Somebody ought to just take a moment right now to praise the Lord and bless the Lord in advance for what he's going to do in your life in 2016. Come on, take a moment and just praise him. Magnify him. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Now, Pastor... I'm a realist and I I can't thank God for something. I can't thank God for something that I haven't received. You're expecting too much out of me and my personality just won't allow it. I want to help you get over yourself. We're supposed to die to the old man. When we're born again, that old man's supposed to die. We start living as a new creature in Christ Jesus. So we have to get over that old man and understand that praise and thanksgiving is verbalized faith in advance acknowledging who he is, what he has done, and what he is going to do. Now watch. If you thank God after the fact that he has already worked, it is gratitude. But if you thank God... Before it ever happens, it is faith. But regardless, David urges us, praise him according to his excellent greatness. So what that tells me is we are to, our praise to him ought to be according to how we evaluate him. I'm looking at the field. 10% of this, huh? That's a lot. According to his excellent greatness. My praise is according to his excellent greatness. So how I value him, how I see him, how I perceive him, how I estimate what he is going to do for me in 2016 is going to become very evident in how I give him praise and worship at the very beginning of the year. Is this making any sense to anybody? My praise is an evaluation of who he is and what he is. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. God, I see you great than all of my problems in 2016. I see you above all of my fears and I see you above every doubt and every fear and every circumstance. I see you reigning above all. I see you over it all. My praise is an evaluation that you're bigger than any sickness that can come upon my family. You're bigger than any fear that I'm going to ever encounter. You're greater. You're greater. You're greater. You're greater. You're greater. Come on, let your praise evaluate him right now. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. (laughs) Every time that God does something for you, you signify your gratitude by the level of Of your praise. Here's what happens. Your praise sends a message to God, 
and to all those around you of how you feel about God. Just what you think about God. I don't intend to try to sing it, but as a kid we used to sing a song and it'd kind of go like this. Well, what do you think about Jesus? And the congregation responded, he's all right. What do you think about Jesus? You see, that's what I'm trying to get across to us today. That as I began to evaluate him in my life, when I see him greater than anything that could come against me in this year, when I see the blessings of God more outstanding than the attacks of the enemy, when I see what God's going to do in my life greater than any doubt and fear that I have, what I'm saying is this is what I think about Jesus. I'll praise him in the good and in the bad. I'll worship him in advance for what he has not done, but for what I know he is going to do because I evaluate him today before he has ever come on the scene for my future. Somebody said it right the other day. Let me tell you why I have such faith in 2016 because before we ever got into 2016, the Lord had already completed it in your future. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his way. God has already worked out every plan in your life for 2016. 2016. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Come on, let's magnify him together. Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 61, 3 says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know what some of us need to do? I have been through it in 2015, but I'm going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm coming in this first Sunday. I'm putting that year behind me. Praise is going to be on me. Praise is coming out of my lips. I'm not going to talk about what I lost, what how bad it was. I Leave that behind me in Jesus' name. I step into 2016, a brand new year, a praise and worship, and a high evaluation of the Lord. This is how David said to praise him. Praise Ye the Lord. Is that a question? Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. I wonder what 2016 is going to look like. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with a timbrel and dance.
hearts. <laughs> Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. <laughs> Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. <laughs> and here's where you and I really come in. Let everything. The word let means to release. The word let means to take off anything that would withhold. The word let means to break the chains of bondage. The word let means all the constraints that keeps you from raising your hand. Well, pastor, I'm afraid somebody's going to think something. Let them think what they want to think. Let everything. Pastor, I haven't been perfect. Let everything that hath breath. Pastor, you don't understand. I said let everything. It's not my personality. Let everything that hath breath. Come on, if you're breathing this morning, I'm going to release you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to give your best praise unto him on this Sunday morning at this very beginning, at the very onset. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And then comes the command, praise ye the Lord. Come on, somebody needs to start blessing him this morning like he's already done it for you. I'll praise him in advance. I'll thank him in advance. I'll offer to him a sacrifice in advance. It is the blessing of 2016 that I'm giving him this morning. Come on, with everything you have within you, would you lift up your voice? Lift up your voice and give him high praise all over the house. Come on, give him praise. Come on, how do you see your year working out? Pastor, is this the name it and claim it doctrine? Absolutely not. But it is the law of first fruits. This is how I see it working out. I'm going to let him know at the beginning of this year how I expect 2016 to end. I'm going to give him my best. I'm going to give him this first Sunday morning. Come on, if you don't know him in the power of the Holy Ghost, you can be born again of the water and of the Spirit this morning. I've got a baptismal tank ready. There's people ready to lay hands on you and you can receive the Holy Ghost this morning. You can receive a miracle this morning. You don't have to wait to the end of the year to receive it. But if you'll start praising him now, it can happen right at this very moment. Come on all over the room. Give God your best. Come on, cry out to him this morning. Give him your best. Give him your best. Give him your best. I will praise
come right here. Here's where we are. Here's where we are. If we're not careful, we will move right into the same mode that we do every altar call and we have every altar call of 2015. We just move right into the same mode. They're going to sing, we're going to clap and worship a little bit, and we're going to leave and we're going to rush out of here. But here is where the difference can be made when we truly understand this is my time to perform, not to be heard of men, not to be seen of men, but unto the Lord. I'm going to offer to Him an evaluation. I'm going to let this song come out of my heart. It's going to be more than just music and words, but I'm going to evaluate Him with the best of my ability this morning and let Him know. Come on, let's push beyond where we've been going every Sunday morning. Let's go on into a new realm, into a new atmosphere, oh, into a new arena. Lord, I will praise. I will praise His name. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will praise. 